Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, David, it's going great, man. I mean, my, uh, is it still great. is it still colder than Pluto there? It's still uh, it's almost as cold as Pluto here. You know, okay. I'm feeling right now. I am feeling like I've broken a New Year's resolution or something like that, and I'm about ready to fall off the wagon. To be honest, I you know what I did? I started a carnivore diet. Okay. Um, so I've been doing it for about four days, but last last night I went to uh, with my wife, went to the movies, went and saw 1917. It's uh, a very cool movie about World War One. It, it, the cool thing about it, uh, just as an aside, was it was all done in one shot. Like it was just one camera, continuous right. camera, following this person, these two guys. And uh, it was pretty amazing cinematography. I mean, my wife got sick. She didn't like it, but I thought it was amazing. Uh, but... I my, my Achilles heel in every any diet I've ever tried is popcorn, buttered popcorn, popcorn giant buttered popcorn. <laughs> I have to have it when I go to the theater. So that's funny. Uh, you know, I'm feeling some guilt about that, David. I'm not mm. gonna lie, but uh, we'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this. It's carnivore month. I'm gonna try the carnivore diet. It's basically an elimination diet. So we'll see well, how it goes. But feeling pretty good, good so far. Yeah, that's all right. So I want to jump right into. I won't quip on my own life at the moment. I want to jump right into. Huh. Our topic today, um, which is it, it actually partially stems out of our last episode on suicide, but I've, it's something I think about quite a lot is like this whole trans debate, trans issues and things like that. Um, the reason it's, um, you know, relevant to last week's episode is this person at the end of their suicide note, they were born a man, but they signed it with a female name. Um, and so now everyone like, you know, posthumously or whatever it's called is treating them as if they were a woman, right? A trans woman. Um, did which they live I find... their life like they were a woman? Like, did they? No, no, no. This dress? is like brand new. As oh, far as so I it understand. it was just like a revelation in the... Yeah, and so then the, I suppose the implication is that that's one of the reasons, you know, potentially that they were dr driven to this is because they couldn't live their authentic self, right? Right. Um, and you hear about that a lot. Um, but I really want to dive into this and, you know, because fundamentally what i think there's this idea that there's a correlation between there's a causation that you know if someone is trans they're more likely to be suicidal and depressed because they can't right. live their authentic self but i actually think the cor the causation is flipped and i think mm. if someone is depressed and suicidal they're more likely to think they're trans and this is i think going to be you know anyone who's not a normal audience member will think that's like a horrible thing for me to say but Thanks. I want to qualify by saying, like, I've thought about this extensively when I was depressed. I had considered myself trans and non-binary. I was really thinking through these issues because I need to decide things. I need to understand things, things like I could not take. Once I realized that you could decide your gender, essentially, that there was right. this other option or not decide, but it was something you had to figure out. I had to literally do it. I couldn't just take for granted that I was a guy. Um, but so I find it really interesting and important to talk about um, because, you know, this, there's this, yeah, there's this assumption that, um, you know, we have to treat people based on their determined gender and that somehow there is some rules, but not really over who is a guy and who is a girl, but really it's just fundamentally up to them. And so it's quite alarming to me because what it really comes down to is when you're depressed, when you're miserable, you're looking for a reason why. And if you're then told, well, actually, you might just be born in the wrong body and there's very little 
uh, you can do to change this. Um, that's a good excuse. And it's a hard excuse to rectify. So it's like, it's the same way like, oh, I'd be happier only if. Only if this, then I'd have all my problems solved. And the, the whole trans thing is just a very um, far off if only if, right? And so I think that's, I mean, I can go into like the actual thinking I had about that, but I, I want to get your thoughts on that kind of premise generally. Um, right. Because no one is really allowed to talk about these issues seriously, it seems. And it's not like I'm saying these people are bad. I'm saying I think there might be some fundamental issue in, again, the, the way these things are talked about. And it feeds into people's own minds, especially when they're in an extremely vulnerable state. Interesting. So it sounds to me like what you're saying is that there's some mental health struggles uh, that precede uh, deciding to express yourself as a particular gender um, or not. And that maybe, hmm. um, maybe um, not for like, everyone necessarily, like someone who has a propensity for suicide is also more likely to uh, become, become trans or something like that. Um, well, I think and, and that the, might explain the suicide rate rather than the other way around, which is what we're normally told, which is um, someone decide or, or someone realizes they were born in the wrong body or and starts expressing themselves as trans and um and then because they can't fit in anywhere their mental health issues grow and um and they commit suicide yeah and i that's basically it and i think um I mean, I do think part of the depression and, and stuff is that people don't feel like they fit in, but then they still try and like the whole trans thing and the non-binary thing is they're still trying to fit into some sort of box, right? It's not right. like the, the ultimate minority is an individual and people just need to figure out who they are. Um, but when there's then these drawn boxes of what is a man, what is a woman, what are a couple things in between, they like the idea that it was such a small box of what a man is that I didn't fit it. And I was like, holy shit, I'm not a man. And then poof, what am I, right? Um, because by the definition, according to the LGBTQ community, I wasn't a man. I did have a lot of these things they said made you more feminine or whatever. And so if I'm trying to figure out who I am and this is one of the guiding principles I look to, I was right. not a man by these standards. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, that... <laughs> I see that, you know, one, one of the things that is confusing to me, and, and I'm, I'm going to plead quite a bit of ignorance on this subject, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I haven't done a ton of research or reading on this, you know, I'll, I'll just tell you some of the things that confuse me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I often wonder, well, how, how would I ever figure out what gender I am? Is there, right. is there any way to figure that out? Is there any objective way? For me to determine my gender right so so, so i understand there's there's two concepts here there's gender and there's sex and the thing that i see conservatives always get wrong or or is that they, they conflate gender and sex as the same thing well yeah you know the people on the left i think that are promoting kind of transgenderism or whatever they understand that there's sex and there's gender and conservatives often put up a straw man of um there's only two genders. Okay. Well, that's not that there's two sexes. There's two sexes. Yeah. But when, uh, uh, when an SJW is talking about 
gender, they're talking about something different than sex. They're talking about some cultural uh, expression things. And, and right. would that be fair? So I think that's sort of fair, but I would suppose then in your pro in your propose, I'm building a straw man because I think gender and sex are only recently detached, right? And it seems right. very arbitrary to me, right? That well, I, I guess I, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm I'm trying to figure out what the point of gender even is. Like, isn't right. there just and, sex? And so yeah, now it's gotten to the point like where what, gender. What, is... what is the difference? I mean, the the best the best definition I can come up for for the difference between sex and gender is sex is the, the biological reality of what I was born and gender is what I believe I am or what I identify with, what sex I identify with. And right. so it's and still correlated to sex in that it's in reference to male or female. It's in reference to this sexual binary. Right. Uh, and, and, and so here's what happens. Here's what I'm seeing happen and how the left is kind of imploding on itself is they're saying um, that that gender is is not based in sex at all. Like the right. sex sex doesn't even matter. You can make well. Then what are we talking about? What is gender then? Like if gender isn't correlated yeah. to sex at all, then what is it? Is it just like uh, you know? No, and I mean you've rendered it meaningless, and you've and you've yeah. rendered people who I who I think in the trans community who say, listen, I genuinely feel I was born the wrong sex and I'm trying to correct that. And I'm trying to make myself into the sex that, that I want to be. And you are just now telling me that that is completely meaningless, that, yeah. that there's no such thing as sex or that sex is meaningless. Well, it's everything to me because I feel like I was born the wrong sex and right. I'm trying to, and so you, you basically, almost non-person that or a core bit of that person's identity or something. Yeah. And so I think you're right that gender has essentially become an arbitrary and or meaningless term. I don't know quite the difference, but there it, it is now. And I think so it's interesting if anyone's interested in my in more of my thinking on this, I've posted a bunch of stuff about when I was struggling with my gender. And also when I started to struggle is actually captured on camera because I video, I did an interview with someone who identified as non-binary, saying I'm no gender, and I literally had like cognitive dissonance trying to understand this framework of thinking, because and they admitted that the ideal is to not worry about gender at all, because if you like whatever you're born as, just be yourself and no one cares, and I think that's fine. And that would be my goal, but they're going about it the completely wrong way in terms of they as this like gender movement. But you ask like, you know, how do I objectively then determine what gender I am? And when I was going through that process of actually trying to figure it out, it was devastatingly horrible for my mental health. And most of my friends laughed at me about it because I wasn't presenting any sort of, you know, external signs of being a woman or these sorts of things. And I literally spent time cataloging all of my own traits to figure out, am I a man or not? Because I was never a stereotypical man. And right. I mean, the whole concept of gender as they present it is that there are social constructs, constructs, societal expectations of man versus woman that they think are wrong. But yeah, those could be wrong, but those have also changed continually over time, right? So anyways, like the thought process was basically trying to catalog myself 
and say, okay, well, these things are stereotypically feminine and these things are stereotypically masculine. Where am I in the balance? Right. And right. so the determination was maybe I'm a woman, maybe I'm non-binary, but I'm definitely not a man. And then talking about, well, okay, but I have all of these personality traits, but I don't care about my appearance at all, really, about how I dress, right? So like, because I think that to right. me, I'm a bit extreme on that end, that it's all external, right? The way I present myself is for others, 95% or more. So it's right. like, if I claim I'm non-binary, I'll also be rejected by that community because I won't present myself at all differently, right? I'm still going to look the exact same way, but I'm going to claim I'm non-binary because right. I'm not a man as they define it. But, and it's really, it was quite devastating to me. And it, 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 uh, cause it, I mean, for better or worse, a core part of people's identity is that they're a man or a woman, right? Often it's a very basic thing that you kind of learn from a young age. And so that I was already in a really bad space. And then I was told, well, one of the reasons you might be in this bad space is because you're in the wrong gender, because you've been forced to act a certain way by societal constructs and things like that. Mm. And I mean, I don't think I was forced, but I do think there's a degree of that, like not being emotional and things like that. But I should be able to be all of those things as a man as well. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think, the fundamental issue um, yeah. where it gets, I mean, where it just kind of unravels and starts to be quite silly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds to me a little bit, cause I heard you say, you know, you were, you were thinking about acceptance or how you would be perceived and mm -hmm. like fitting in to this social kind of milieu, but it almost sounds like, okay, you're struggling with, well, how do I, how am I, how do I become accepted? Because I mean, yeah. if you're just on an Island by yourself, none of this would be coming up for you, right? You would just be right. going out and searching for coconuts and hunting and fishing and doing whatever you needed to do to survive. But mm -hmm. now you add people into the mix and it's like, you know, we have a human need for connecting with people, for being accepted, for being part of a larger community. That's kind of like a basic human need. And it yeah. sounds like you were struggling to find, to, to get that acceptance, to get that connection, to get, to, to find your place in this larger thing because yeah you, know, you weren't a stereotypical masculine dude right uh, nor were you uh like a, a woman uh and like you know and, and you know you might if you reflect on your childhood and everything else you might have never really been taught or had modeled for you how to be a, a connected man like right in in the world um you know, you just might never have had that opportunity. Like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I think public schools, uh, coupled with, look, I can't remember your background. Did you, you had both parents in the picture, right? Yeah, but they were divorced at a young age. They were divorced, but so, and so you were but with, they were both there with mom? Uh, no, I was half, half at the half start half. and then I shifted more and more towards my dad. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think, that in the era of, of broken homes, broken families, where there's, you know, the masculine, and the feminine are at constant odds with each other, where quite often the mom, when she's single, has to wear both take on masculine and feminine traits. She has to be the gatherer of resources and, and 
boundary protection, disciplinarian, and all the things that a traditional man father would take on. And when you're a single dad and you have to take on some of those more nurturing roles and different things that a mom would take on, you know, it, it's easy to see how, um, and, and then at the same time, you have these two people, a clear male and a clear female who are kind of at each other's throats, or there's at least a disconnection there. They're at odds. They couldn't make it work. They, they can't figure out how to synthesize together into a relationship. Mm. And you can understand why kids have a difficult time separating the feminine and the masculine, uh, identifying, <laughs> you know, trying to make sense of all this, right? It's yeah. like, what is it? does it mean anymore to be a man? What does it mean to be a female? Because it seems like we're trying to be everything all at once. Right. And so it's two things. And, and, and those oh, things yeah. are at complete odds with each other. I mean, it's, you know, it's no uh, coincidence that men's rights activists and third wave feminists that are each other at, at each other's throats. At the same time, you see increasing divorce rates at the same time, you see a rise in gender confusion at the same time, you see conservatives and liberals at each other's like that that's all part of the uh, some underlying fractal in my opinion so i actually have i think a different view on it because i i mean as i was coming out of these issues i read a bit about carl jung and his theory of there's the anima and animus right so like each person actually has some sort of the other spirit right and sure. so when i first was thinking about it the the identity i most identified with was two-spirited right? That I have right. a man and a woman. It's not a mix, it's both. But then I was also told, well, that's only for indigenous people. So you can't identify <laughs> that way. You appropriated um, something. Yeah. But so it's actually like, I've been really trying. And I mean, I would have conversations with my feminine side because it was, but it was really just a bunch of parts of me I'd repressed or suppressed, right? right? Like I, my emotions and these sorts of things, but it was about just getting back in touch with my full self right, getting back in touch. So it's trying to be like a complete person. And I still trend to be more masculine because I'm a dude. But what what it means, like what is a male, it means I have a penis, right? I'm a guy, I'm a male because I, have a, I was born with a penis and I can be whoever I want to be, right? Yeah. I can be whoever I am and that men can dress a certain way or not. But like this whole disconnect of sex and gender doesn't make any sense because then gender is completely irrelevant. The only reason right. we have it is to designate some people are born with a penis and some people are born with vagina. And okay, there's a small percent that are born with other or a mix or whatever, right? Like medically, but yeah. Well, and, and I, I think I, I don't think anything I said disagrees with that. It, it, you okay. know, I'm trying to get to the root of where some of this confusion about sex and gender might be coming from right and ultimately right. it serves it serves the state and i, I you know i bring yeah. everything back well, to government is the root of all evil and and so you know but but i mean i mean so, that's probably oversimplifying it a bit but i i will say um you're, you're absolutely right like you know when i was a kid i remember like we just accepted that there were all sorts of different types of boys right, right. and some boys were kind of feminine and like to play with more feminine things and other boys were just like rough and tumble and like reckless and, and, you know, and then other people were in the middle and we didn't think of them not as boys. Right. We didn't yeah. say, Oh, well, you're, you know, maybe if we were teasing them or something, but, but, and like when I was a kid, it was like, if a guy played with dolls, he was gay. And like, that was the thing right. you'd like make fun if you were a shitty little kid. And now it's like, right. if they play with dolls, they're a woman. And like you encourage right. this boy right. to be a girl. Right. And it's, it's again, 
what it fundamentally comes down to is there used to be very explicit gender constructs in society. This is how a yeah. woman should behave. This is how a man should behave. And then the same way they're mess the, the progressives are messing it up with respect to race and they're trying to make everything about race now to try and fix racism in the complete wrong way. It's the same with gender. They've way overshot it and they're saying, right. oh, well, no, the, the two boxes of what is a man and what is a woman, that they were bad and arbitrary and too big. So we're going to make right. it really small and then add these all, all these other things. But to even be able to define, oh, I'm a woman, I have to think, well, what is a woman? And it's still right. all those stereotypes, right? It's yeah, all yeah, of yeah. the stereotypes, but it's just I can now choose to identify with those stereotypes as what is a woman, right? right. And that's why it just is completely yeah. silly. And let's talk about those stereotypes for a second. They they come from, you know, our, our biological evolutionary past, right? I mean, you have male and female, and you know, it will, that that's just how our species evolved, and they have different as a biological reality and necessity and and survival strategy. They evolved different traits, right? And so, you know, uh, like a, a human female is uh, basically disabled for you know a period of time while that while she's pregnant you know that mm -hmm. like in the third trimester and then when the baby's born of course humans because our our heads are so big in comparison to our pelvic pelvis um humans are essentially born premature right this is something peter singer talks about that that essentially human infants are extra utero fetuses like they're just fetuses that are outside the uterus now um they, they can't even walk for the first year like every yeah. animal every other animal can pretty much walk the first or second day that they're born right mm -hmm. humans we we're totally useless we're right. essentially fetuses for the first time so that takes the human female essentially out of the like when it comes to hunting gathering like nutrient dense food, which is comes from hunting or protecting the tribe or gathering or doing all these things. I mean, she is. And, and so now she needs a mate or a tribe or something that is going to be loyal to her, that is going to help provide for her and, and that sort of thing. And, and a man in order to protect his offspring needs to be good at gathering and hunting and protecting. And so they, they evolved differently so men are stronger right. they have different physical characteristics and all those things of a stereotypical male you know when you look at the left and the right again we talked about this before the masculine is you know establishing a boundary yeah. establishing a boundary being externally vigilant gathering resources that's what males are focused on and it, it all the evidence bears this out like when a man gets married that goes into overdrive. Like they don't focus more on staying at home and nurturing. They they're like, okay, now I have even more time freed up because someone's cooking my meals and doing my laundry, doing all the stuff I would normally have to do as a single male. Now I can keep going out there and hunting even more, and their wages go up after they get married. The exact opposite happens with a female who's like, oh, okay, now we have I, I can focus more on the things that I want to focus on, which is nurturing and home and and encouraging sharing and all the things that humans need so so these are human survival right. things right and 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 so these stereotypes emerge from, from a very real biological place but now let's bring it into present day 
right where and just because things aren't quite as clear anymore because now <laughs> you know you don't need that masculine male as readily in your life at least not on a personal level i guess you you know the government in some ways has replaced man in terms of resource provider for women um but uh you know even like single moms now take on masculine and feminine roles they have to protect the family like all, all these things now it's not as clear cut what the roles of each sex are when and i think the that, most yeah, I think the most important thing with respect to bringing that into, yeah, this trans discussion is that just because I notice, oh, there are some things that are stereotypically female that I actually have, that doesn't make me more of a woman, right? Right. Like, it's just, it's not, not everyone is the caricature of their gender. There are stereotypes right. and there's a spectrum within each gender of how masculine you are, right? I don't have these big brawny muscles. I'm not, you know, I don't have broad shoulders and all these other things. But yeah, there's this now that what the idea that's being, you know, put forward is no, if you start to notice you have traits that are other than the stereotype, you are other than your gender or your sex or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think that is the, so I, yeah, I, I think it's important to note that these are valid stereotypes. There are things that are of each gender. But it used to be right. that like, you're just a bad one of them. If you don't, ha if you're not a strong, burly man, you're a bad man. And then there was all these dejected little men, right? Um, right. But now it's like, oh no! But actually, it's it's not your fault. You're actually you could be a woman. But in terms of like the the thought process, it is completely arbitrary, right? Like people just decide if they're another gender or not. There's right. no principles. There's no like. There's no rules. There's no way. It's just how someone feels. And to, and I think that is the dangerous part when someone's trying to really think through it and figure out who they are, right? Because it really yeah. comes down to identity and it really comes down to people being lost and trying to figure out who they are. Um, and then there's like this, I don't know, it's like this ooze of non-rules that they're trying to, like the, that the the guidelines that they're trying to work out, work themselves out with are worse than ever before, right? Because right. fundamentally it's just, no, I have to ignore all of the noise and yeah. just think of who I am right. aside from everything. Well, well, yeah, because there's there's nothing that it means to be a man anymore, right? Like you erase, okay, my penis is female, right? right. Uh, or my uterus is male or, right. okay, what's next is like, um, and is so there's external, is external vigilance and boundary enforcement. Can I be a female that or male that? Like if the, those stereotypical yeah. traits aren't male and female anymore, then by what standard am I even able to? Well, you know, that's why there's no standards at all. You everyone right. just decides exactly who and what they are, which is in terms of gender. No, it's important. Everyone does decide who and what they are just in terms of an individual, but that is completely non-related to gender and sex, right? You just are what you're born because that's what you were born and then be whoever you want to be, right? And right. I think the, the, the thing that concretizes this the most for me is the friends of mine who are so stereotypically not their gender, but they just don't give a shit, right? So like the first time I bought myself women's clothing, I felt really proud because I was in that kind of space and I wore right. it in public and I was like, yeah, right.
but I have male friends who just buy women's clothing because it suits them. They like how it looks and it just doesn't matter at all. But to me, it was like a status symbol. Like I'm showing myself, right? right? right. You're but virtue for them, signaling. I'm virtue signaling, right? But yeah. for them, it didn't matter. And then the other thing is like, I have a handful of female friends who are tomboys, who are very masculine and they just, yeah. they're, they don't think about these things because they're just settled in themselves. They're, they're one right, of the people right. blessed with, you know, being comfortable in their own skin by, by birth. And they just don't think about these things. But by right. any, any external metric I would look at in the gender discussion, they'd be trans of some sort. They like being one of the guys and hanging out with right. dudes and that kind of thing. But they just don't think about it this way because they mm. don't have issues with identity and that's why i do think it's so linked to these mental health issues generally because the people right. i know who fit these boxes but are settled in themselves and just don't give a shit about it right, right. and i'll add one more point not to ramble on about it but when it came to like you know i when it came fundamentally to how i could be more comfortable with my feminine self it was completely things in private because i'm not a publicly facing person or I don't want to right. be, right? And so when I was actually struggling with it, I treated myself certain ways when I wanted to be more in touch with my feminine self. But I mean, I don't need to go into them now, but it's like they are there. If I needed to prove my trans or non-binary wokeness to people, I can because I still do these things to when I, when I want to be more feminine. But they're all private, right? It's how... It's the same way like you would treat a, a spouse or whatever. Like I treat myself a certain way and I don't need to tell everyone about it to prove that I'm, you know, not a man or whatever. But then it's I'm not valid. I don't have my I don't have my LGBTQ card or whatever. Right. Because I don't present to them what they think a trans or non-binary person should look like or whatever. Right. And so it's just mm. um it all really is completely subjective and arbitrary, except someone is the rule maker, it seems, right? Um, but all of the people I know who have been settled in themselves, they just don't think about these things, no matter what part of the spectrum I would place them in, having figured it out, let's say, right? Right, right. Yeah, no, I... I, I, I get... It, like, it sounds like you, again, like you were really trying to um connect with people or gain some acceptance or something like that and and that's kind of where your your motivation was coming from to try to figure this out right rather than just kind of be like ah, i am who i am i don't feel any compulsion to virtue signal to others by wearing female clothes out i don't feel mm -hmm. you know i'm just going to just keep For doing me right and and it was it's not like you were necessarily looking for a boyfriend or something right, right? and yeah, so you didn't need to do that so um yeah that's interesting. so i'm curious how did you right. what what how did you resolve this well so i want to say first it 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 was definitely part of it me wanting acceptance and i was getting closer with female friends and i was feeling much more emotionally connected with them but but like, you know, there's a whole thing where I, I actually think I'm on the autism spectrum. And so it was literally like once this was not something I could take for granted, I had to think about it and figure it out. Like I couldn't stop this process in my brain once it started. Right. So like the premise got in, I need to decide and I had to figure out what are the rules because I had never just taken something for granted. Um, 
so it was part getting acceptance, but it was part my brain literally needed to figure this out because maybe I'm not a man, right? And how do I know, right? Um, in terms of how it got resolved, it got resolved through mental health best practices of all of this is silly, labels are all silly, and I just need to figure out who David is, right? Mm. Um, and and it, what gender I am or I'm not, none of that matters at all, right? I'm a male because I was born with a penis, and that right. matters for physiological things and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and that's it. Like, and then who just, who is David? And so it did take a long time. And I actually then had to, like, through psychological work, I found out, like, some kind of deep things that definitely affected the way I viewed gender generally and the way I had behaved and thought a man should behave, right? So I've had issues with, you know, being sexually assaulted and things like that. And so some really deep stuff I had to work through. Um, right. But it was really sort of, accepting the feminine and kind of learning to because it was all stuff I had suppressed right and so yep. I think what happens is I don't suppressed or repressed or both like a combination right um, and so what I think happens is you know people have suppressed and repressed things for a while and then it comes back and they kind of let it take them over and they revert mm -hmm. well now I'm all of these things whereas for me I very much like kind of treated it like a different person in my mind and I got to know these feelings and then I slowly said okay we're all on the same team let me integrate myself right and so I've actually written poetry about that process and about how it was really my masculine and feminine self talking to each other and then combining and, and like coming back to who I am and just being a balanced person which does fit in line with the Carl Jung view of it right of of like that you have your masculine side your feminine side and the complete person is someone who's fully in touch with both and not everyone has right. as deep one as the other or both sure. but everyone has some aspects but again it just comes down to what you view as masculine versus feminine because if you have a view that you know if your father and your grandfather were both very emotional in emotionally in touch people yeah. that's your view of masculinity my yeah. view of masculinity was not that. So that was my view of femininity. And I had to accept that and bring it in um, in that manner was kind of how I then mostly got out of it, I suppose. Right, right. That's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, part of me thinks that um, it's it's difficult, you know, like I, I don't it, it, you know, and I speak as a father here that has two boys, two girls. Right. And I, I see the struggle of like, I struggle with sometimes giving them advice in terms of, okay, how do you make it in this world? What's your place in this world as a, as a female, as a male, how do you find a mate, right? Someone who's going to be loyal and committed and have you know, all these things in the, this Tinder world of dating where there's all these assumptions and everything else. And let's face it. Um, you know, the, the role of the alpha male and the like super feminine female uh, who clutches her pearls and kind of like is totally dependent on the man that that's changing. You don't need to be that way. So so yeah, the, what it means to be a man and what it needs to be a woman in today's society is getting more and more confusing for people. Well, and I, I think the important thing is just to figure out who like to help someone 
get rid of all of the noise, right? Because right, they don't have right. to think about what does it mean to be a man. They have to think about what I have to think about what does it mean to be David. And like when I'm five years old, before the, the before it, the the facade of childhood breaks, kids don't think about these things. Kids just do what they feel like doing, and they are who they are until either their parents or society starts telling them, no, that's somehow wrong. Don't do that thing. And, you know, that, so the stereotype is that would happen a lot with gendered things, gendered toys and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's really about just, yeah, block out all of the noise and figure out what someone values and who they are just as a person. And yeah. then, you know, they'll find someone who meshes with that somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, it's it, it's got to be tough um, having this kind of gender dysphoria, right? Yeah. And I, I like I, I, I'm still not entirely clear where it's coming from. You know, we can have our theories about, you know, fatherlessness. We can have our theories about how society doesn't need the kind of traditional masculine and feminine uh, in the same way anymore. And, and we're trying to figure out what masculine and feminine means in modern society. We can, you know, go all, but, but, you know, that confusion is, uh, is gotta be tough for someone to work through. And I can imagine, I can see why suicide is, is so high in, in people that, that are confused by this. Um, and and don't know their place in this world, right? Uh, that, that that's got to be really tough. I I I was just pulling up. I saved this post from someone from months ago. Um, this is a transgender um, person on my Facebook, and uh, it was kind of a heartbreaking post. They said it said I should have done all my research before getting sex change surgery instead of falling for the idea that I can't be female unless I get the surgery. I've ruined right. my body. I should have remained male. At least I was healthy and not dependent on fucking meds all the time or constantly needing to see doctors. My fucking female part isn't even usable. Who am I kidding? I'm not sexually active. I'm a fucking incel. Why did I get this fucking surgery? Transgender ideology is a cult, and I fell for it hook, line, and sinker like the fucking dumbass I am. Just heartbreaking, yeah. man. You know, yeah. like, that. you know. That makes me really emotional because I, I was literally thinking about these things, right? And there's right. very few people who can talk honestly about it. And I, I've not talked honestly about it in, in that way that, no, I literally had to think, am I going to cu cut off my penis? Like, it, is that something? And it's like, okay, that's not the decision I have to think about right now. But there, it's, it perpetuates very quickly. And especially it's, you know, it kind of, it's a, it's, for people who are in this vulnerable state already. And it's like, no, they still purport, this is what a man is, this is what a woman is. And, and they just like, you know, are supplanting their new definitions. Um, but that's really tragic. And there's a lot of people who are, you know, regretting these sex change surgeries and stuff. But why can't you be a strong, proud woman with a penis, right? Like it's all, uh, it's all quite arbitrary. Um, and and unfortunate, but no one is able to talk about it honestly, right? And so, uh, right. Well, this might be a good a good place to end it. I'll give you something to think about because I actually think the reason the progressives have been so strong lately 
is the trans movement. And I think it the reason it's particularly strong relative to and like the trans rights movement has gotten has been so much quicker than any of the other ones like gay rights, black rights is because like it's actually completely arbitrary. So you have to choose to be a trans person in order to be a trans person. And so it's a self-selection. Everyone agrees. Like this is the ideology. Yes, I'm one of these right. things. Now that's a bad term. I'm a trans person. And so it's only people who agree. Whereas there are black, being black, being gay, there are dissenters among the group about what the ideology is, what is the framework. But trans, you can't really have that because I'm not part of the group because I've had these thoughts. I've had these come to determinations about these things, but I don't agree. So I'm not one of them. Right. right. So only so it's like a, a singular force pushing this ideology, because if you don't agree, you're out. But if you don't agree with the Black Lives Matter movement, you're still black. Right. right. Um, and so the, the cultural force right. isn't as strong. Do you, do you think there's any chance we'll see like transracialism become a thing? Because well, I was thinking about this. It seems like transracialism would be an easier case to make than transgenderism even because transgenderism, you're, you're like, uh, you know, there, there's a biological binary there. It's very clear, like 99.999% of the people fit into this binary of you're either a male or a female sexually. Uh, race is a little bit more mushy. I mean, there's gray areas. It's like, it's difficult to draw a clear dividing line. Like where you draw the dividing line from one race to another, you can make a case for moving that line all over the place. And, and so it seems to me that a person like Rachel Dolezal or something like that has an easier time of being able to say, look, I identify more with black culture or black, whatever. Um, yeah. why, why I suppose that hasn't taken off. I mean, honestly, the only thing that comes to mind is that it's all arbitrary, right? Like it's arbitrary that they said gender is okay to have this thing, but race isn't. And like, yeah, everyone made fun of Rachel Dolezal, but it is kind of so uh, one of the musicians I really like is Halsey and she is like clearly white looking, but one of her parents is black. So she's a woman of color, even though she's white and like and like that's accepted. Right. So it is kind of arbitrary as well. I mean. It is, it's not just what you look like. There is, so it's not arbitrary, but it's not just what you look like. There is some spectrum there or some like, you know, unclear line and stuff, but no, it doesn't make any sense. And all of the arguments they say, well, you can't claim to be black because you don't have the history of oppression that black people have. It's like, well, men don't have the history of, by their logic, men don't have the history of oppression that women have either. Right? right. But somehow trans people well, are more maybe oppressed. Right. Maybe it's because visible minorities like people you can clearly identify as a different race and that's in the minority. Um, they are still politically useful and, um, right. you know, it, it, they, they can be portrayed as victims where it's it's getting harder per, to portray women as victims. And so we have to make new classes of oppressed, oppressed people or something yeah. like that. And I think also it's something about like, it's still like, it's all with reference to the straight white male, cis straight white male. And so the the straight white men in power would not let a non-white person just claim to be white, right? They feel like they're white, right? whereas a woman can claim to be a man, right? So it's, right. I think there's something there. So you'd get white people claiming to be non-white, 
right? But I mean, and there's a whole thing about the race, like race issues within the transgender movement and, and things like that. But I think the, no, I had some last point, but I don't remember it now. Cool. Wow, man. That was, uh, was a lot of ground to cover there. It, it, you know, it's an interesting topic and it's one that we're seeing more and more of, right? You know, I had a coworker when I was a captain. Uh, he was one of the first firefighters in North America to come out as trans openly and, you know, went through sex uh, change surgery and all that kind of thing and struggled. And, you know, it, it was a difficult thing, you know, especially in a highly masculine kind of alpha male environment like <clears throat> the fire department where it's all about becoming more masculine. Like we're all in the gym, mm. and we're, you know, and so the thought of someone taking performance <laughs> inhibiting drugs, right? Like taking female hormones that are going to make you weaker and less capable yeah. of your job almost is, is uh, things people struggle with. And, and then, you know, I've met some trans people who seem like very mentally stable and like they, they're comfortable in their skin. They, they know what they want. Um, but, and, oh, then, yeah. and then they're just, they, they're struggle because, you know, there's all this hate foisted on them. They're used as, as political pawns on both sides by the progressives and the conservatives. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and then there are other people that just seem to be like, kind of like you who are struggling with mental health and, you know, getting like the, this thing I just read, the, the guy, yeah. gal or whatever, getting, um, sex change surgery and then deeply regretting it after having mutilated their, their undercarriage. And, yeah. you know, that, that can't be healthy for your mental health either, knowing that you just like, you know, right. it's kind of like, uh, and self cutting or something like that and having all these scars. Well, 10 but, times worse, yeah. hundred times worse than that. But yeah. And fundamentally, I think what it comes down to is with, with respect to the mental health thing. Yeah. I'm not saying no one is actually trans and like, this is, all just ideology, but it's been adopted and it's being pushed. And I think right. like it's first principles of mental health is you thinking that, oh, if only this thing changed, I'd be happy. Right. And that is wrong. That is right. wrong. And it's even wrong if it's, oh, if I had breasts or if I had yeah. a vagina. And that is the thing. And you would, I remembered my last point. If you had asked earlier, like, what will be the implosion point or something? Like, how, what is going to be the end of this uh, ideology, ideological movement? And I think it's the debate you see now between TERFs and the trans movement, the trans exclusionary radical feminists, because there are people arguing now that a man who claims they're a woman should be able to be in rape shelters, should be able mm. to be in these places where there are literal, extremely vulnerable women terrified of this person who doesn't even have to look like a woman. They can just say they're a woman, right? right. And so that debate is going on and it's raging because you have people rightfully, in my opinion, really fighting for fundamental women's rights to feeling safe and these sorts of things. Um, but you have this movement saying no. And I mean, there's been examples with like people saying that trans, uh, you know, getting their breasts removed should be prioritized the same way as like breast cancer uh, surgeries. And right, like right. just it's getting to the kind of extremes of that uh, divide, I think. Yeah. And we're seeing seeing it in sports as well. And, you know, yeah. it's always been kind of an issue in sports, especially well, in fem women's sports. Right. Um, because there there are um, <clears throat> people that that are like intersex, let's say, yeah. right. That don't, 
fit clearly into the biological category of male or female who compete as females, but they essentially almost have all the advantages of a male biologically. Yeah. That's a different, interesting question. You know, I, yeah, my thought is that, yeah, I don't know. I, like, testosterone testing. <laughs> if you have I'm this sure. much testosterone, well, you're in this category. And if not, you're in this category. I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of just, you know, having open open class, like just the best athlete, right? Yeah. I mean, but, obviously it's going to be all male uh, yeah. for most things, but, you know, uh, I, I never really got why, uh, I'm going to come off sounding sexist here, all sorts of sexist, well, but I, I never really got female sports. Like, I, Well, like, I, th- oh, I get it fun. for women, right? Yeah. Like if they want to see heroic women, sure. that's fair, right? But I, yeah, I don't see why I would care as a guy to see weaker people doing the same things, right? But I get why women would want to see their own sure. uh, gender in in a heroic avenue. But bringing it in to trans, like there's all of these debates about trans athletes being in one versus the other, right? And like if they claim they're a woman, they can compete against women even though they're a man by birth and they all have, the, uh, have all of those advantages. But I actually think it's contrary to the even the the, the slight logic that movement even has. Because if you're about empowering trans people and empowering women, wouldn't you want someone who was born a man, who has all of the advantages of having been born a man, but who dresses and appears like a woman, compete against men? And so, look, women are just as strong. Right? Right, you, right, like right. That would be actually the proper way to do it than having this person who just destroys all of the competitors because they have testosterone and and you know six foot wide shoulders or whatever yeah caitlin jenner uh, should have competed as a as a should have wore a wig i guess hey when she was competing yeah. in the decathlon uh, <laughs> won all those golds well this was interesting i appreciate uh you talking to me about this stuff and yeah hopefully uh people aren't too offended but also if they are i'd say get over it and we need to be able to talk about this stuff and anyone who wants to see my woke card, they can read my poetry, they can re- watch my videos, because I, in my opinion, am as able to talk about this as any person in the LGBTQ community. Yeah, man, man I think it's very uh, brave and commendable and, um, and eye-opening for you to, to reveal that part of yourself, right? That you were struggling with gender and, and all that kind of thing. Like not a lot of people would have the courage to talk about that. And it's super illuminating to hear kind of first had someone who has struggled with that and isn't afraid to admit it. And, um, Mm. so, so thanks for sharing that with us. I appreciate that. Thanks, Tim. Awesome. Cool, man.